season one, episode six of These Three Things, a podcast designed to touch on some of life's experiences. Uh, every episode, three of us will have done three things that were suggested from uh, an episode, be- episode before, and we'll talk about it. Right now at the table, a guy who, if you checked his search engine, you would see, where can I find a live version of Call Me Maybe and Sexy Jack Nicholas Picks? Uh, Alan. Oh, I thought we were talking about Brandon there. Well, no, this no, was I, you, Alan. That is a perfect description. How are you? Uh, I'm well. Good. I'm glad to be back for my second straight episode, so it's, thank you for having me again. We're all amazed. Uh, glad. We're all glad you're here. And um, so just your question for to get us kind of started, what did you do last night from 9 to 11 p.m.? Well, I enjoyed uh, the Clintonville area fireworks. Oh, nice. I uh, got together with some uh, friends, some podcast members. And, and if you like happen that. to be outside of Clintonville, how would you describe Clintonville? Oh, Clintonville. I mean... How long is this episode going to be? Well, I mean, we have a good hour. If that's, I mean, we'll come back to it. Yes, yeah, right. I like that. Clintonville's a nice place. Absolutely. Also with us today is a guy who's sure his RAM is bigger than my gigabyte. <laughs> Off the board, the king, not producing, not editing, but on the microphone. Brandon, how are you? Uh, I'm good. This feels weird. Nice. To be on this <laughs> side of the table. Well, and it is weird. And your question to kind of warm up. How angry are you that Trump is the president of the United States? Oh, uh, is the scale like one to 10, one to 100? Make it up. Thumbs up, you thumbs got down. It. I'm going to say thumbs down. Thumbs down. It's pretty angry. Who? You might want to put some of that in your yeah. pocket. Oh, uh, red faced emoji. Oh, nice. For the millennials out there. Emojis. I like it. Mm. And because Brandon is on the microphone behind the board, a virgin, take it easy on that board, would you, buddy? A guy whose big toes are smaller than his little toes. Chris. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm glad you're here. Half those things were true. <laughs> uh, um, which half? Don't worry. I'm going to be very easy on the board. Um, I am known for my very soft hands. I moisturize uh, quite frequently. So. so your question, is a visor a proper uh, accessory to wear at any time? Mm, are you a like um, white father going through some kind of midlife crisis? So you could be. Yes. Only in that scenario, though. Or if you're a golfer. But visors should exist. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I agree. They shade the sun, but also let your head feel the breeze. Yep, and your hair gets the breeze, too. Also good for accountants. With the, With the, the green, green shade yeah. thing, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you don't really see those anymore. So the three things that we get to talk about today, and we said it was the baked episode, because we're going to, we bake some stuff. We, we did. did. We baked some stuff, and we played a little frolf. Mm-hmm. Ooh yes, I, I love the term frolf. Which is actually disc golf, and I'm, I really want to get into this, why disc golf is different than frisbee golf, because that amazed me. And uh, then we're also going to take a look at what we think is a brand new logo. And we kind of threw it out there, and this is the thing about these three things, is we want people to do what we're doing too and tell us their experiences. And we can be found on our Instagram at... At three things podcast on the IG, and you can uh, you can send us pictures. Tell us about some of the things you've done. Uh, you could suggest it, and if you just want to suggest something, you could find our email at three things podcast at gmail.com. So any of those things, and as always, you can find us on iTunes. Oh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Anchor. And I hear a lot of podcasts Overcast. say that, and then we kind of realize that they probably know that if they're listening to us. But they should tell other people mm-hmm. about that. I was thinking of an Amway thing, like you tell five people, and they tell five people. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll be an internet sensation in 
I don't know, exponentially two weeks. I, I yeah, think at least take. by 2025. All right. So, so do that. Do those things. Um, and uh, you can check out some pictures and stuff that we are doing on the Instagrams. Correct. And also not with us today is Casey. And Casey is known for his photography. And you can find him at... Uh, Casey in Columbus on Instagram as well. And a lot of his photos are from him. Yeah, Casey uh, does portraits. He does family photos, um, professional photos of any kind. So if you're looking for that, hit him up on the DMs. Uh, at Casey in Columbus. Uh, yeah, this week for us, he is going to edit uh, a video of all of us playing disc golf, mm. which should be fun. Nice. Uh, so let's, let's get right into it. Yeah. Let's talk about a little disc golf. And um, who wants to go first? Um, I mean, I'll start. Go. First of all, I liked how you referenced uh, Frolf. Because yes. I love the idea. I've always <laughs> called it Frolf. Because I started as Frisbee golf. But I, I actually don't think Frisbee golf is a thing. Well, I, I heard that from Andy on The Office. Anybody, like, um, Jim told him to tell Pam he liked to play Frisbee. And he said, I love Frolf. No. Nope. Anybody? I, I have never heard that. I thought that was a term that I had made up with a couple of my, my, my buddies. And maybe you did. And maybe you were with somebody famous right now. Yeah, maybe. So anyway, Frolf, Frisbee, Disc Golf. Yeah, so we went, we went down to Griggs. Right. We mm -hmm. played. We ended up playing, I think, around six holes. So that was, that was a fun time. If you've never played Disc Golf before, very difficult. I also don't recommend playing it on a 98-degree day at 2 o'clock. A lot harder than I thought that, it was going to be. That was pretty tough. Um, and the reason I said it's different from Frisbee golf is that I throw a Frisbee way better than I throw that disc. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know what the difference is, or it's the shape of the disc, or it's more like throwing a rock than a Frisbee. It's not as aerodynamic. Um, and that was the thing that I noticed the most about it. I was very interested in the way that they curved on their own. Yes. Because um, with a regular Frisbee, I feel like I can turn it however I want to turn it. But with these discs, no matter what I did, it always went back to the left. And much like in golf, you got a slice, and mm -hmm. it's how bad that slice is. Alan, how long have you been playing? Um, this is probably like year four, so I'm, I feel like I dabble in disc golf, and I enjoy playing it. And at first, I was right with you. Um, like, I could throw a Frisbee way better, straighter, farther, everything like that. But once you get it down, it seems like it's you can throw it a lot easier than a regular Frisbee. But at first, absolutely not. Well, so you did throw it a mile. Yeah, I was interested to see a lot of the uh, first-timers, beginners, novices, to see him throw it because you can probably throw a regular Frisbee farther, which is kind of confusing at first. I mean, Brandon, you said it. He threw one, his first throw, you had thrown three before you were the same distance as he was. I think it was just two. Mm. I could be wrong. I I, you might be. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I'm pretty sure it was three. And it, so, But nobody could throw it like that but, oh, but yeah. among the four of us. Correct. And uh, so you, we would say Alan was definitely, and I don't want to get competitive, but Alan was definitely number no, one. We, we are just well, sharing life and experiences here. I would, here on I would these say three that things. Alan's experience showed through. Right. I wouldn't necessarily say he was number one. So let's call him a 10. Okay. And then where would that place you? Ooh, six at best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that might be a touch generous. Yeah. Chris? Um, gosh, yeah, the bottom, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the under. Man, it sounds so much like high school. I'm pretty sure it was four or five. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Um, and you guys know I'm not the most competitive person or athletic for that matter. Mm -hmm. um, but it was, I think the one thing, one thing I said when we left was that it's a pretty low barrier of entry. Like, as long as you can throw a Frisbee, um, it's free as long as you have the discs, yeah. which mm -hmm. I don't know you provided. Um, yeah, and you're walking around and, like, you can hang 
you know, with anybody. Yeah. Like, Alan is really good. Like, we weren't that great, but it was still, like, I didn't feel threatened. Or, like, it wasn't fun because I was losing or anything like that. Yeah, it's just a nice way to just get out with friends or if you just want to play with a partner or by yourself to just get out and uh, experience, walk around, get some exercise, and I, I enjoy it, so I play it very often. There's nothing wrong with being competitive, guys. It's okay. <laughs> Life is competitive. You can do both of those things. You can have fun. And, uh, I mean, I don't like to lose those games. Well, nobody likes to lose. Oh, you guys are, you're, oh, you know, I'm not very competitive. So but, I'm interested where yeah. on the scale of one to 10, um, we have a lower, a six, and you dubbed me a 10. So where are you putting yourself on that scale? I think that's about right. So <laughs> should we talk about baking or should we, should we go to a break first? Yeah, I think, I think that's pretty accurate. Um, and there weren't many people out there playing. Is that pretty usual? And Alan, we're going to look to you as the expert because uh, you've played way more hot, than the rest of us. When it's boiling hot, uh, yes. It, there's not a lot of people out there. Um, that gets rid of a lot of the riffraff out there. Mm -hmm. And it was also around 2 o'clock on a Friday, so I think people have jobs. Um, mm -hmm. Sans three people at the table who do not have to work during the week. True. Not to brag. And, and it's a good thing, too. So, um, anything else about disc, disc golf you would like to talk about? See, frolf or disky golf? Hmm. Oh, I think disc golf. Frolf is hard to say and it sounds funny. It but sounds goofy. <laughs> disky golf. No one says that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm starting a, it now. No, no, that's not it. a thing. Alan said he started frolf. I'm starting disky golf. Well, I thought you said that Andy started frolf. Well, but I'm going to let Alan say that. Okay. So, disc golf. Uh, would we do it again? Uh, I'll start. Absolutely. Um, I play well, a bunch would, during course. the summer. Yeah. And um, yeah, absolutely. I I play a lot of courses around the Central Ohio area. And if anyone from the podcast listening uh, pool or you guys want to get back out, let me know. I'd love to play. So that's Ooh. a definite 10 out of 10. We'll play again. These hmm. three things, the tender version. Hello. Uh, I would for sure play again. Mm -hmm. uh, I played a couple of times in college and not since then. Um, but it was, I was better at it than I thought I would be which was kind of exciting. Right. Um, I think if I had been as bad as some of the people at the table, not mm -hmm. to point any fingers, yeah. um, I probably wouldn't want to do it again. But, but no, I enjoyed it. I would for sure do it again. Uh, and I have played Frisbee a lot. I have played since I was eight years old, and I, I'm pretty darn good at it. And I was surprised at how not good at that at, at uh, frolf as I was. Uh, but I would definitely do it again. What I'm trying to figure out is how much a person really invests in that. Like, because those discs are, you said they run about $10, $12 a piece? Yeah, they can go from like anywhere from like $8.99 all the way up to $20, just depending on the type of plastic and not to bore any of our listeners or anything like that. But about 8 to 20 And you would carry Too five late. or six? Uh, yeah, I mean, some people have backpacks out there, which I think I find ridiculous. Um, so I just kind of carry mine. <laughs> but uh, some people have 20 to 30 discs out there, which, again, ridiculous. Chris? I mean, if you're a disc golfer, we still would like for you to listen. So is, I, to, I don't mean to be um, talking too much, but is that a thing in the disc golf community? Like, are there, like, it's a sh do you shame people who use backpacks? Uh, no, no. I think they would shame me for not oh. carrying. Like, I'm just trying to strike back. I feel like I am in the gotcha. minority. I would like for the answer somebody. to this question. <laughs> backpacks or not, Frisbee golf. Hit us up at oh my uh, three things podcast at gmail.com. Let mm. us know what you think. I feel like they're really practical. So there I is am a on correct answer to this, and backpack. it is no backpack. All right, so... Didn't John have a backpack? 
No, I don't think so. I did have a backpack. I am all for backpacks. He had a bag yes. to carry disc to the course. That but he wore I, on now, his back. I think in, in sports terms, you would call it a disc bag. Hmm. Or disky bag, or, or if a you will. D bag. Hmm. So moving on to um, the next thing we're going to do is baking now, and we decided that for one of our things, we would all go to bake something and bring it back today, and we're going to try them and talk about them a little bit. I went very classical, and I went with a chocolate cake with buttercream icing and a raspberry uh, filling. Ooh. It's really, cla- uh, more, you know, classic cake kind of thing—the thing you would find at your aunt's house with coffee. And Alan, you went with. Um, I created a snickerdoodle uh, cookie bar nice. uh, with a little uh, glaze icing on top. I am not a baker, so this was quite the experience for me. Nice. And Brandon, uh, I made cupcakes with. I'm sorry, from scratch cupcakes with homemade vanilla frosting. So those of us who are uh, not very good at cooking from scratch means you didn't use a box and you just used natural ingredients. Mm -hmm. Did they come from farm to table or did you actually process them in your house, like from from backyard to table? I ground my own flour and everything. Wow, that's commitment. And you made some cupcakes. Yeah. All right. Uh, So we're going to try mine first and then we're going to talk about just how great of a baker I am or not. And obviously, we're not going to eat the whole thing. We're just going to take a few bites. Oh, we're what do you mean? <laughs> and see. Wait, come again? If you can get to the raspberry icing to tell me what you think of that, that would be good, too. I don't want to inflate your ego any more than it already is. Well, <laughs> impossible. Way to uh, bury the lead about the raspberry icing in the middle. Yeah. Like that's, uh, that would have been a fun surprise. Yeah, I thought it was just a chocolate cake, oh. but apparently not. It's the raspberry icing. Uh, this cake is delicious. Well, thank you. Uh, it was remarkably easy in some ways because I went from a box and it was mixing it, but then there were some subtle things that kind of uh, threw me off. And Karen, my wife, is a world-class baker. Mm. And it, we were in this very tenuous relationship while I was doing this of me asking her for some advice, but then her saying, oh, you're not stupid, or then giving me too much advice so that I could experience what it was. And I kind of equated it to, I know a lot about woodworking. And kind of when I'm teaching woodworking, I, I, at some point, I think somebody should know something that they've never experienced before. Mm. And uh, t- only way to learn, what's that thing? Teach a, fish to man, teach a man to fish and he'll eat, eat for, a, for day. A, a, a lifetime. Teach. Oh, give, so give, give, a, give a, man a man a fish. fish. Yes, give a man correct. a fish, he will eat for a lifetime. So um, it, it was kind of the subtle things were kind of interesting. Um, and the amount of liquid stuff like that we put to put in it and there's this thing with the cake where you're supposed to put a toothpick in yep and if you pull it out and it's clean it means it's done yep and so i did that i i it was clean i don't know what i'd have done if it wasn't clean i did what i, I think don't you know just I think bake, bake it, bake a little it for longer. longer keep going yep. you don't um, have to like dispose of it and try again <laughs> you just keep it oh, in oh whew, i'm glad it did it came out clean though so i didn't have to uh, and uh, so those things were really interesting, and it made me respect, I think, people who bake, like when mm-hmm. I see the reality shows of the cakes and stuff. It's pretty hard yep. in some ways. All right. Uh, I'll go next. Okay. So we're going to have a cupcake. Yeah. It's a little more dense than I thought it would be. Yeah, the feeling of the cake... And it could be because you made yours from scratch while John went ahead and made it from a box. 
but the cake itself is definitely more dense. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of more like a muffin. Yeah. Um, I think we're back to pressing the X button again. That really seemed like you were condescending about the box thing, and I'd um, like clarification. No, so you well, think I, mean, I am just, less of a baker because I used a box. Um, so, yeah, I do, um, because I also, I kind of also buried the lead here, but I made mine from scratch as well. I see. So there were, from my own farm in the backyard, no <laughs> boxes, anything like that. Man. So, I mean, when we're doing a... A competition like this, I feel that you shouldn't have a short, um, take shortcuts, but that's just me. Okay, well, it's, it's good to hear. And later he'll be talking about fireworks, and we'll get a chance to hear how he feels about that, too. Stay tuned. So, uh, looking forward uh, to that. Go. Now, I will say, so making the cake part felt pretty easy as far as baking goes. Like, you just mix everything, you pour it into a pan, and it's pretty straightforward. Um, but making the frosting was way tougher for me i actually had to try it twice okay to so get it right when you but you used confectioner's sugar to make mm -hmm. the so you did use a box of sugar yes but the cake mix i mean i guess the flour came in a bag the sugar can't yeah okay so so they're all kind of pretty much boxed products you, you caught me i didn't really mill my own flour <laughs> All right, so the controversy continues, backpacks or not. So, uh, did you like doing it? I did. It was fun. It is very good. Yeah, uh, making it pretty is way harder than it looks. Yes, that's the artistry, right? Yeah. How to do that frosting so it looks right? That it, that's true. Uh, Alan, your take on Brandon's cupcake? Um, it's very good. The frosting is uh, delicious. They looked um, very good. To just look at, I know you said that it took you a long time um, to make them look nice, but they actually look very nice too, and they were very delicious. I'm not a huge sweets guy, so trying three different sweets is a lot for me here, but the first two, two thumbs up to both. They're excellent so far. Thank you. Yes, it's great indulgence, absolutely. So, um, Alan, tell us about your strudel. Well, first... Um, so this is a snickerdoodle, like bar slash cookie pastry type deal. Um, so let's go ahead and try this, and then I'll tell you what went into it. So is this a standard dessert? This is something you would get after a meal, or is it is it something? Correct. You're, okay. I taste cinnamon. Yeah, that is good. I love cinnamon. It tastes like a snickerdoodle. Yeah, I was happy um, with how it uh, came out. That's actually a lot better than I would have guessed. Um, I have the utmost respect for bakers, uh, chefs, anyone in the kitchen, because I am not a foodie, um, self-proclaimed on here. Um, and I was a nervous, sweating wreck the really? entire time in the kitchen making this, because wow. I'm very, like, de not detail-oriented, but instruction-oriented. Like, if it's asking for two-thirds of a cup, I'm like getting down and making sure it's exactly two thirds of a cup. And I mean, I have seen where you can weigh your ingredients to get a closer measurement for yeah. what you want. Yeah, it's like I just kind of go strictly by the book, and like some people can taste it. Like when you see chefs or bakers and they like taste it, and they're like, "Oh, it could use a titch of this" or something like. They know so many shortcuts. I know zero of them, so I'm following it strictly by the rule of the book. And uh, cooking and baking is very stressful to me, and I have the utmost respect for anyone who can do this so i will um this was very difficult so i'm glad that it's at least edible yeah and that's good because baking is the one cooking thing where you don't want to take shortcuts like 
being exact is a very important thing. I've heard Bobby Flay has said that before. Absolutely. Um, And the thing that I especially worried about, I don't know if I was quite as worried as you were, but the thing that I was especially worried about was all the investment of time and effort and anywhere along the way, the whole thing could just turn into um, a pile of poop. Mm. And, you know, even at the very end, even when you had everything done and you tasted it, went, oh, whoops, that's not good. So all that investment, that concerned me a little bit. So can I get some um, constructive criticism on the uh, snickerdoodle? Any thoughts? Um, Chris, behind the mic back there? You have any thoughts on any of these three? They're all really good, guys. You guys did a really good job. <laughs> um, the cake, super good. The raspberry filling, I agree. That's for sure the best part. It's good to talk on a microphone on a podcast with food in your mouth, right? Mm-hmm. It's not weird for yeah, anybody. It's, a, it's very attractive I mean, you as could, well. So you I, could swallow. If I could, if I could paint the pictures for My our listeners, is, it's also Christmas very is exactly how podcasts work. But I suppose with the sound today, nobody's going to really notice anyway. So <laughs> oh, go ahead. There's pure silence or very high-pitched um, buzzing. Um, yeah, the, the cake, that raspberry filling. How did you do the raspberry filling? Well, you know what I did? I made the buttercream ice cream icing first. And then I put in... Was that uh, out of the box? It, no. Well, I mean, there was the con- confectioner sugar box. Like, I've seen is, the, the icing box. It's, it's not in the tub. you just open the lid, and then you no. get a knife, and then put it on? Is that how you Confectioner's did Confectioner's sugar, a little vanilla, and uh, what's the binding thing? Oh, gosh. Water, I think. Milk. Milk. A little vanilla, a little milk, and mm-hmm. a, a, you take a stick of butters that's soft and just turn it into cream. So you are literally eating a stick of butter when you eat that frosting. Good. That's why it's so good. And then a couple of tablespoons of raspberry jam kind of mixed in with the middle layer and turned it raspberry. That was my son Scott's idea. Hmm. I think he's, he says chocolate raspberry is really good, Dad. So Scott's was, a genius. Was layering, layering the cake difficult? Like getting, I'm not sure, how do you do that? Well, that was the thing I guess maybe I was getting away from with the box was that layering the cake added a different dimension yeah. to it. And maybe it was more about aesthetics than it was about, I don't know, what, competence? But... Layering the cake, I had to do a couple of YouTube videos. Ooh. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you essentially bake two cakes, right? Yes. And then frost one, stack them. And you see them when they lean or when something breaks or something doesn't fit just right and they look really bad. And I didn't think mine looked too bad for the first time. The, the raspberry has a different consistency, I felt, than the actual frosting itself. Like it was kind of softer. So, but, but you think it is, I mean, you said it is the exact same just with the jam? Well, the jam added some liquid. So, yeah, it was softer. It wasn't going to be as, as stiff as the, the icing. Um, King, your frosting's delicious. Thank you. I feel like we're on Top Chef right now. <laughs> like, this is so much fun. Do you, think, like, do you think Padma would like it? Uh, Padma would like it, yeah. yeah. Um, Tom. Oh, Tom you, would have some words. You know how Tom is. You know how Tom do. Um, yeah, the frosting's delicious. I mean, uh, you guys, can, I'm eating, so you guys can just keep doing that. And, and you can tell <laughs> that the frosting is homemade. Super oh, good. Very you. light and fluffy. I think that's um, a compliment. The, the cake is a little dense, but it tastes homemade. Yeah. I, I can taste the love, hmm. uh, which I think is really important. For a minute, I thought it was carrot cake because of the density of it. I was like, it's a little, little thick, mm. but that's cool. No. Um, and the strudel is also delicious. Super yeah. good. It tastes like a, a very good like breakfast mm-hmm. uh, treats that you might get at a bakery. Um, so I'm assuming doing the... like. To get the consistency of the pastry, was that weird or difficult? Uh, no. Like I made the batter and it told said to spread it out half of it on the bottom of the pan. Then we sprinkled the cinnamon in mm. the middle, and then put the rest of the batter on top. And then, um, then it's like the cinnamon just kind of infused up through it, mm. and it created it. It didn't seem that difficult. I did not put a ton of time and effort. Mm-hmm. 
uh, into it, and it worked out, and it's edible, so I'm happy with that. So good. where did you get the recipe? Uh, mine was um, just, I looked up peanut butter cookies and snickerdoodles are my favorites. That's my go-to, so I wanted to make something in that uh, genre, and I uh, just looked up snickerdoodle bars and Betty Crocker. That's where I got it. Oh, you, you can count on Betty Crocker. Yeah. Absolutely. And they gave you the recipe straight up, all the stuff you needed. And yep, everything I did. And then just like I mentioned earlier, I just went straight by the book. Didn't want to do anything. And then voila, I made mine today. When did you guys make yours? Today. I made mine yesterday. Okay. Well, yeah, I didn't want to have it be stale. I know. You know, I had to work today. They old bakery goods they put on actually, they sell that cheaper. You had to work today? Yeah. yeah. Today's <laughs> July 5th, though. It's the summer. <laughs> she is not an American. <laughs> you know. Oh, I wasn't even mentioning Independence Day. I was just mentioning the summer because we have three teachers at the table, correct? Well, absolutely. Well, I mean, sort of. Yeah, that's the case. So back to the baked goods. And um, I think, would you do it again? I don't think there's any question, right? Uh, no. I mean, I will not do this ever again except really? for some sort of... A, no, it's, it's high stress. It's an, an hour of my life I will not get back. And it just... It causes me a lot of anxiety. And but I think you get that I'm delicious treats at the end of it. And I've already mentioned that I don't even really like sweets. So this is that. a no. You can change. But I have a lot, of, a ton of respect, obviously. I mean, this is outside of my comfort zone. I cannot do this. Well, I'm sure bakers around the world are glad you respect them. Mm -hmm. Brandon, would you do it again? Um, for a special occasion, maybe. This is definitely not a thing I'm going to be doing regularly. That's a thing, a special occasion. Sometimes people bring this stuff to a party. That would be super stressful, right? Oh, yeah. It would be a lot less stressful paying eight ninety nine and going to the store and yes. getting something. So do you think that there is, not, between the average person like us and the store-bought, it's just as easy to get store-bought. It's going to be the same thing. And it's going to be better. It's going to be better. Like, no offense, a store-bought cake would be better than your cake. Your then cake my, was delicious. Ooh. It was very good. Things were going along so well. <laughs> I really tried, Brandon. I said it was great. While you were off at work, I was doing stuff. So, anyway, um, do we want to? No, I think we don't want to do any ranking of them. I think they're all equal. Yeah. So. Uh, T one, tied for first. Tied for first. Yeah. Got it. That's I, it. I've never lost in a baking competition. Me either. Neither have oh, I. We are undefeated. Next show. Yeah. Undefeated. <laughs> baking experts. Uh, well, I would definitely do it again, obviously, because it was really fun. But you're right about time. Uh, the time issue is crazy. Yeah. Because even when you weren't really baking it, you were you had to be there so something bad didn't happen to it. Mm -hmm. Guard the refrigerator, make sure it didn't burn something. All right. Well, we have one more thing that we want to talk about, and that is the new logo, which we also encourage you to do and make a logo for us because we are way worse artists than we are bakers. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about logos. This week's episode of These Three Things is brought to you by the following sponsors, Hippies. Keeping Frisbee golf in business for lots of years. Betty Crocker, for the lazy bakers who don't have time, effort, or care enough to actually bake properly. And finally by Anchor, the reason that this show is made possible, you can find them over at anchor.fm. And now, back to the show. Mm -hmm. 
This podcast also sponsors Duncan Hines, not Betty Crocker, mm. for their their expertise in baking. Is that who printed your box? Uh, that that is the per- that is the group, the person that put the directions. That's on the my entire box. company that helped you bake your baked good. A lot of people behind my efforts, bud. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's talk about some logos, yeah. and um, always don't know. I'll go first. So this is mine, and, and we know how podcasts work. We're going to take pictures of these, and then we'll post them on Instagram so you can see them. But what I went with was three silhouettes with above their heads are thought balloons, and they say these three things. And I tried to incorporate the colors from the watercolors that I used when I, we did the self-portrait. Oh. And I was thinking of maybe adding something like the um, – something like – pictures of frisbees or something in the thought bubbles or stick figures playing stuff or something like that so that is mine but you talked about cheating and if i cheated at bakery i this is totally stolen <laughs> uh, i literally traced the figures off silhouettes from some uh word art thing if you would have told me you freehanded that i would have bought it yeah no, oh wait <laughs> uh, no i, I think I, that is an insult and a compliment i yeah, literally a put this sheet of paper up to the computer screen and traced around those silhouettes it looks like you spent hours i <laughs> it took me seconds at most and those are watercolors and I could stay in the lines a little bit. But, I mean, that's my logo for these three things. I like it. I also like it. Um, my logo, which we'll be uploading. Oh, we're going right? We're not going right into oh, it? Just a, I mean, I like it. That was, again, I think you pressed the X button a little quickly. Oh, okay. What do you, I mean, it's pretty sparse, right? It's very sparse. There's not enough to it. Um. I looked at it a few times, and I kept trying to figure out what I could do to it. The um, thought bubble, I mean, if we're doing constructive criticism, the thought bubbles seem abnormally large. That's kind of nitpicky. But on the plus side, I think the minimalistic thing is, that's a trend. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it looks like the signs on the men's room or women's room. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, So I've realized artists, like graphic artists, are pretty good. And it's kind of amazing the number of people that can do that because you know there are lots of those kinds of things around. Yeah. We drove to Nashville last week, and on the signs, on the speed signs and stuff that are posted above the freeway, there are ginormous graffiti things written on the backs of those signs. Yeah. How do those kids do that? And I assume they're kids. They live on the edge. They climb up on that thing. I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but I might have another thing coming up. <laughs> All right. So it just made me think about artistry and how, how hard that really is. Is it illegal graffiti on, um, like, privately owned property? Is it legal? Is, is, that, is that the thing? Yeah, I think just illegal graffiti. I think that's... No, I'm not going to do that. Oh, okay. This Sorry, time. I thought you were leading into that. Yeah, not this time. So this is my logo. And um, All right. Now you can go. Uh, would you like me to go? Yeah, go for it. Okay, all right. So yeah, we'll be posting these pictures uh, shortly. Um, I have I had to give uh, pay homage to like my, my video game roots, so I actually put the Zelda, the Link Triforce mm-hmm. on a background. As if you guys are familiar with that, we have three three dimensional triangles shaped in that sort of thing that you'll see. Um, I kept your initial logo with the large T with these three things at the on the top triangle. Then I put by on the left bottom triangle, and then I put your three names, the founders of this podcast, 
uh, off to the right. I'll pass this around because you guys, I do not have a hard copy. It's on the phone, unlike uh, John over here. So I'll pass this around if you guys wanted to. Yeah, it's a shame we all can't look at it at once, on but this. I'll take a look at it. So a triangle 3D. I like our logo. The old logo is on top of the triangle, so that's cool. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. I could see that on there. Absolutely. And we would again went mostly angular. Mm -hmm. And King, I think you've already seen this. I have. You actually did no drawing, right? I did no drawing. Right. I just um, so I, I don't know. Is that is that less? Is that cheating? No, I, that's what I did. I did no yeah. drawing. I did tracing. I did nothing that was remotely artistic. I think mine okay. is mostly mechanical. Yeah, and again, like just with the baking, I'm finding a lot of things being on this podcast. A lot of things that I am miserable at. Mm -hmm. So graphic design, baking, cooking, drawing, all this. So hopefully one of these times we'll find something that I am that I excel at. But well, I mean, you were good at disc golf. Oh, okay, one out of three, thirty-three percent. Right. Not yeah. bad. If you want disc golf lessons, they could Ooh, yeah. contact you, right? Yes, absolutely. All right, they could probably uh, contact me through A our, podcast? Our, our other channels. They could do it on Instagram because that is what at three things podcast right or they could send us an email at three things podcast at gmail.com so I, we would like to see that and brandon do we get a chance to see yours we do um so i headed over to a little known website called unsplash uh where you can get some royalty free images hmm uh, is this found... a legal website yes okay yes perfectly legal um and i found a picture of three little plants on a wooden table mm-hmm and then I just added the text, these three things, over it. I did some fun effects with mm -hmm. the text, which you'll see in the picture. But I'll go ahead and pass this around. So did you use a text box and then create text that way over an image? Or did you use some sort of drawing text thing? Um, kind of somewhere in between. Yeah, see, that text looks really hard to do. Thank you. I did it myself. It's, it's a very um, crafty-looking yeah. thing. Interesting. I was actually um, trying to score uh, brownie points with our uh, sound guy, Chris, uh, today uh, by doing Baskerville Old Face font because Ooh. I know that um, that is a, um, a love of yours, Chris. It's, it's my favorite font. Yes. What would be the font that you used? Well, I don't remember the name of it. So if a listener wanted to mimic your work, they couldn't because it's kind of copyrighted. You're artistic. Kind of, they shouldn't yeah. be doing your work. Absolutely. And I feel like I always go to um, New Roman. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, that's just always my fallback. Old faithful. Even, even for this. Yeah. And excuse so. my ignorance on the thing. Are, are we going to put these up? Are we going to have some sort of a poll? Is this going yeah. to be the new logo? Well, we don't or? want to be competitive. We can just put them up and, and encourage people that can do much better artistry than we can. To, I see. Although, Brandon, you're pretty artistic. Well, thank you. But you have a background in graphic design, right? Uh, kind of. It's more in uh, production than design. But. but you've seen a lot of graphic design and I that have. sort of thing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Bad, Alan, but I would give this to Brandon. Uh, but it's not competitive. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah. Not, I, I don't consider myself a winner by any means. So. <laughs> no, I think oh, you're you are, clearly you the are. winner in this. Well, thank you. It looks good on a blown up scale. I wonder if it was a smaller thing, how, how much of that would show through. Yeah, I also wondered about that. 
because it is a very small platform that yeah. the actual image is on for Correct. these three things. Oh, good point. Boy, I didn't think about that. In which case, mine is the minimal thing really would fit smaller easily. Yeah. Even your giant text bubbles. <laughs> they, those would look really nice on the very small. All right. Don't forget, they're supposed to be filled with images. I just didn't get to that. Oh. I was too busy baking a damn cake. Oh, uh, right. right. Of, so, from ingredients out of the box. <laughs> well, and by the way, those were Duncan Hines ingredients by the box. So... <laughs> Just, just so you know, Duncan Hines, they're good people. They know stuff. However, not an official sponsor. Not an official because it's Betty Crocker. Hopefully our lawyer's not listening. Oh, gosh. All right. Um, Chris, shall we take another break? Yeah, I think we'll take a break. Right. Let's do that. Time to wind this up. We've talked about our three things. We've talked about disc golf and making a logo and baking. And um, all in all, doing all three of those things, which one are you the most likely to do next, Brandon? Probably bake. Bake. Somehow. Alan? The least likely I'm... Most likely to do Oh, the most likely is absolutely uh, playing disc golf. Yeah. Chris? Oh, um, I only did the disc oh, golf, so uh, but that was fun. I would yeah, do it again. That's right. Um, and I have baked before. Baking's fun. And I most likely would disc golf again, but that is so close to my house. I, the other day, I was just thinking I could get up and walk down there and, uh, and do a few holes, and it'd be pretty fun. So I definitely see doing that again. All right, one of the things we like to do on these three things, which you can find out at Three Things Podcast at Instagram or Three Things Podcast at gmail.com, uh, we like to do what we call our grab bag, and it's things that we have done over the course of the last cup before the um, after the last episode that, hey, you might want to try it, or we might give a warning. Like, dude, don't go there. I'm not sure. So I only saw one thing, and it was a, a series called Roster On. It was a BBC joint that came out, I think, in 2016, and it's kind of like Workaholics and a little bit like The Office, documentary about guys working in a retail store as salesmen and stalkers and stuff like that. Uh, it's very English. It ended with a huge cliffhanger and never got a season two, so I think that would tell you that it's not as popular. I don't know. I probably agreed with, um, with Netflix, three stars out of five, probably. Mm -hmm. What was, the, what was the name of that show? It's called Roster On. Roster On. Yeah. And it, it's one of those where you could watch a couple and giggle for a minute. So that's my grab bag. Alan, what you got? Um, the last time I was uh, perusing down in southern Ohio, went to Cincinnati, and I checked out the uh, Rheingeist uh, Brewery and uh, went to the rooftop um, patio that they had there, and it was a lovely time. I had never been. I know um, a lot of people have been. Uh, Is that near a, a market of some kind? Um, yes, probably. I feel like uh, I stumbled I really, upon I the really Rheingeist exactly. and I went to, I went to go in to see it and it was locked. It was closed. And I'm like, what? It's like eight o'clock in the morning. Who can't have a beer? But, <laughs> and I didn't have time to wait around until noon or one, whatever got awful time they were opening. So, but yeah, it was beautiful up there. They have an inside kind of industrial feel where, um, I think Chris, you said that they were playing wiffle ball in there when uh, you visited. Yeah. I was there with my friend. Um, it was, it was a weekday for sure. And it was like one o'clock or two o'clock in the afternoon, and there were just a bunch of old millennials in there playing wiffle ball in a warehouse at a brewery. And they, it was perfect. I don't know if that was there when they, I don't know how long ago you went. Um, 
they had a skeleton, a fossil remain of like a Brontosaurus over in one of the corners, which was kind of that. interesting to see. Another friend of ours works for Ryan Guy. Mm-hmm. He was talking about that the other day. Yeah, the Brontosaurus is fairly new. Okay. Yeah, and then the rooftop, I mean, there was a lot of great views uh, mm-hmm. up there. It was just a very cool time. So That area of Cincinnati is really cool. So yes. The Ryan area. Cincinnati's yeah, like, an attractive town. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's like oh, a his- <laughs> there's a historic section um, of the city, and it was, yeah, it was nice to just kind of walk around. Check out some of the places and um, topped it off with that. So, yeah, that was a good time. If you're in Cincy, check it out. All right, Brandon, reach deep down in the bag and grab something. Ooh, if you insist. Um, Everything is Love by the Carters. I don't know if you're familiar. That's Jay-Z and Beyonce because he's Sean Carter and she's his. I didn't. Is that what they go by the Carters now? Uh, that is the what they go by on that album. Uh, but it's very good. It's like seven or eight songs, I think. Um and it's just like Beyonce singing and Jay Z rapping, and it's just beautiful. So, wonderful. is there a radio station where that would be playing, or is this like Pandora or Spotify? You'd, yeah, you'd probably have to Spotify it. Does anybody listen to the radio anymore? I do. Okay, so these songs might be playing on something. Maybe. Hmm. And what's it called? Uh, Everything is love. Nice. It, it's rap ish ish rap bar and b if you like beyonce you'll love it if you like jay-z you'll love it some people love both of those people like greatly if yeah. you love both of them you'll probably really love might i say uh, i think that's a fair assessment. love squared yeah. mm-hmm. i mean Ooh, love squared yeah, love squared also next album love squared, love squared. Alert. oh shoot um all right uh and i think chris or is that it for you brandon that's it all right chris I got something, yeah. Uh, Glow on Netflix, season two, two. dropped this week, um, like halfway through uh, that season. I almost Uh, undercut Karen to watch it today. I was like, oh, she's uh, not here. And I'm like, you know, I'll make the excuse. I didn't think you'd like it. And she'd yell about it being the second season. Why wouldn't she like it? But I almost did have to watch it. That's a thing, right? So that's one that you have to save and watch together. Yeah. 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 Uh, It's really good. It's really funny really deep uh it's interesting what they do with some of the characters will um, you give me the premise of the show chris i am unfamiliar so glow is a half an hour um show on netflix and it has allison brie from community which really should be all you have to know she's not not attractive she is a very good actress <laughs> very talented. Talented. this episode brought to you by euphemisms <laughs> and um it is based on the true story of this female wrestling uh professional wrestling group in the 80s Okay. Known as the glamorous ladies of wrestling. That is correct. Mm, and hence, glow. Correct. Yeah, John, you have seen some of the old actual. Videos, well, I mean, you right? can go on the YouTube's yeah. and see some mm-hmm. of the old wrestling, that the actual wrestlers, and see what they're doing. Yeah, it's pretty funny, and they do a pretty good job. I mean, it's not exact. It's not like the uh, Simpson trial yeah, thing like was, but uh, but they do a pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, so it is like the story of uh, these women getting together and making a professional wrestling, but it's funny. Um, the set set in the 80s, which is also hilarious. Mark Marin plays um, their like director. It's kind of like a league of their own, but with like female wrestling, which you know. That's actually a very good. Analogy. Two of my favorite things. <laughs> and this is season two. It is, but they're really quick and breezy. They're only half an hour mm-hmm. shows. I think each season is like ten episodes or less. Um, it's really easy to get through. Very cool. All right. Anything else for the grab bag? No, we are nothing. so close to being over this, and the last thing that we have to do before the last thing is we need to talk about what we're going to bring next episode. Mm-hmm. And we're figuring next episode is probably two to two and a half weeks away. Yeah. So we get a, that's a time frame. I think we need to kind of establish that, the time frame you get to do a thing, because the two to three weeks is pretty good 
time to get three things done. Yeah. As far as so. I know. All right. So anyway, um, and next episode is going to be who is going to be on the episode it's going well, to be i'm going to be on and back away from this board where brandon can get back into a saddle Thank you have God. done a job there bud i have pressed the buttons that brandon told me to press mm-hmm. and nobody heard all the mistakes in the beginning you have looked confident many a time <laughs> thank god for editing yep um so i want to be on my thing is going to be um the documentary on netflix wild wild country um casey is going to be back as well and his thing is going to be geocaching and then we're gonna have a new uh, guest on these three things. His name is Andy. Um, we're excited to have Andy. Um, and his thing is gonna be the films of Edgar Wright. So watching one more than one film that Edgar Wright has directed, um, and we'll talk about those. Is as well. it a spoiler if I ask you to give me an example of what an Edgar Wright film? No, is? no. So he has directed um, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, mm. um, oh. At World's End. Baby Driver, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, I love oh. Baby Driver. Yeah, watch all of these movies. Yeah, Edgar Wright. Uh, there's also um, a really good. There's a um, YouTube um, show called Movies with Mikey, mm-hmm. and he does an Edgar Wright episode talking about like the editing of Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright is really interesting. He writes and directs almost all of his own movies. Um, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Oh, Pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he, and he has a very distinct style. And so, so the the thing to do is to go see one movie or to see as many of those or just yeah. enjoy movies by him until the next Andy episode. Andy said to just dabble in the work of Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, do some reading maybe. I love Baby Driver. Too. That soundtrack was lit. Super, super good. Um, and then cases are going to be geocaching. So we'll have Wild Wild Country on Netflix, um, geocaching, which I don't know much about. That should be interesting. And then the films of Edgar Wright. Geocaching sounds a bit like bitcoins. Yeah. We should also say that everything will have either photos or videos on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna how have many things? The, all three things. All three things. So we're gonna have photos of the baked goods. We're gonna have all uh, the logos that are on there. And did you guys say we're gonna have people vote on which one we might want to include as yes, our new sir. logo? Yeah, you we just did. That. I like it. Um, and then we're also going to um, have a video of our playing disc golf. Mm-hmm. Guys, I almost forgot. Should look good. I almost forgot. The thing that made oh me the most happiest yes. this week. How could I almost forget that? Episode one, 100 listens. Yeah. We did it. Oh, this is your greatest accomplishment. One, it, it may well be. Well, I had kids. But so this still might be my greatest yeah, yeah, accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. yeah yes. I mean, it's easily I'm top three. I'm kidding, Scott and Aaron. We've met right? your kids, and they're not listening, so don't worry about that. <laughs> so wait, That's our... true. And speaking of listening, you should listen if you are a friend and our tell five other people to listen. Yeah. So are you saying that during the first four episodes... When I was not a special guest on the podcast, you didn't have 100 listeners. No. Well, we don't want to get too behind the scenes here and give away our numbers. Because, then, speaking of behind the scenes, you are like a segue genius behind that board. <laughs> you guys miss me, I Speaking know. of behind the scenes, I promised, threatened something that we would do a, um, a bonus episode of these three things. A kind of look under the skirt sort of thing, right? After hours. Yep, Ooh. after hours with these three things. Yeah. And I don't think that was appropriate. <laughs> And we it'll, are, it'll be after the normal hours of the podcast. Oh, so it's okay. After hours, you're allowed to look under the skirt. Exactly. Got yes. It. Yes. And uh, so we said we're going to get real. And that's yeah, what we're we'll going to call it the Keeping yeah. It 100 episode. Yeah. We're going to be real. And that's going to come out sometime maybe Soon. before this. It's got to be after this, right? Or oh, before yeah. maybe. I don't know. It's got to be after this. So uh, we're really looking forward to that, and that's exciting. So 100 episodes for these three things. Episode one, I'm sorry, 100 listens for episode one of these three things. 
And uh, Alan, last things to talk about before we head out of here. Oh, a little guest um, spot. No, I just want to. Um, I would just <laughs> like to uh, thank you, fine three thank gentlemen. Thank you, Alan, returning um, champion. Yeah, thank you for um, having me on the last two episodes. And um, if you need me to go on in future seasons, future episodes, let me know. It was quite <laughs> enjoyable. I think we will for sure see you for this fantasy life coming Absol- up very, very soon. Absolutely, mm-hmm. because you would have the two champions. People who have won a league in yeah. the past year. Yeah. Brandon, thanks for experts. being there behind the, uh, getting out from behind the board and being there. Any last words? Uh, no, I got, I got nothing. Just gonna jump off the ship and I might, I might feel differently when I listen to what Chris has recorded here. Hey, oh, it well, sounds good. We'll it's see what happens in post. It's optimistic that you said listen. <laughs> nice. And uh, Chris, any last words? No, looking forward to the next episode. All right. Well, I'm going to say something that you will have no indication of what to do, but uh, that's it for these three things. Hey, Chris, play us out. <laughs>